feature presentation. Welcome back to another untitled movie review from TIFF22. I am one of your hosts, Matt Rohrbeck, alongside. He's allergic to tomatoes, but he is tomato meter approved. Eric Marchin. Matt, I'm a sad panda. Is that a reference to the movie? No, South Park. Because you've been making a lot of South Park references recently. No, no, I did. I tweeted out one. The Sad Panda. Uh, Yeah, I know Sad Panda. I know all the South Park stuff. I just, I knew what you were referencing. I just didn't know what it had to do with Triangle. I just wanted to throw you off a little bit. Yeah, you did. Um, No, I have been uh, tweeting how uh, South Park is, or or Hot D, House of the Dragon. Or House of D, the uh, David Duchovny directed movie with Robin Williams. (laughs) Sure. We're losing it today. Um, today we are reviewing Ruben Ostlin's Triangle of Sadness as it has its TIFF premiere right behind David Duchovny us. calls his house we're House of D? We're literally sitting outside of the theater. No, shut up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, you're throwing me off so much. Triangle of Sadness having its premiere at the Princess of Wales as we speak right now yeah. as we're sitting out here. Yes, your wife uh, Nevis is in the yeah. screening and hopefully... She's been drinking a lot of wine. Oh, I'm God. hoping that scene on the cruise ship Yikes. as it during the storm doesn't make her hurl everywhere because I thought about yeah, it. Yeah, or someone comes in and thinks it's a, a screening a bullet train. Yeah, I also <laughs> thought it was perfect. Uh, we've we've gone into the visa screening or uh, the visa lounge yeah. at the Princess of Wales a couple times, which is I think quite apt for this movie. Yeah, um, ironic kind of a, in a way. Yeah, and know. even a theme that we've been seeing a lot of at TIP this year. There's a couple of themes lately. It's Anti-capitalism. Like, yeah, uh, uh, being one and a love of cinema and an ode to cinema yeah. and the movies is the other one and directors doing their own childhood stories or whatever. Anyways, uh, Ruben Oslin, a, f- a filmmaker that I think we both like quite a bit. Yep. We are both pretty pumped for this one. Uh, we, I saw Force Majeure just took me by surprise back in 2013, right? 14? 13? 2014. It was 14, the year that yeah. uh, Birdman came out because yeah. I remember going to the um, after party at the Critics' Choice Awards the first year and seeing Ruben Oslin drink like a fish. That yeah. man, oh boy. And you've interviewed him. We watched Force Majeure together. Yes. Remember, we watched it at my apartment, I remember, on a screener. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I interviewed him once. Great dude. Uh, showed me a YouTube video of the accordion music he used in Force Majeure. It was just some kid on the accordion on YouTube yep. that he used. Then uh, won the Palm Door for the square. Yeah, and then won, won the, the Palm, Palm Door, Door for, for Triangle of Sadness. <laughs> so uh, the dude is obviously a, a very, very talented guy. Uh, this is a movie we saw. Uh, a couple weeks ago now yeah. at this point so which uh, could which kind of almost now feels like a year based on how does. many movies we've, we've seen. seen probably 21 movies since because it was one of our first ones yeah, yeah. And it was it was it was a big one as well and i think we before we we start we have to address that oh, yeah. you know uh charles b dean uh did pass away and it's you know we we don't want to you know speak out of out of out of ill in terms of referencing the comedy of the film or the humor um so you know we're we're gonna be uh very respectful in in that and when we review it like we're looking at it as both a comedy but also as kind of a um a stance on anti-capitalism as we've been talking about you know at the, the beginning of the show um so you know we we wanted to make sure that we did acknowledge that and i think like the news broke sadly as we, as we were about to watch the literally film. was about to come on and you showed me that and i was just like 
fuck. Yeah. So it did, I think, affect us a little bit watching it because it was so fresh in our minds and like at least it did for me. Personally. And she's a co-lead. It's yeah. not like she's like a supporting part because this is this is essentially an ensemble film that's told in a kind of vignette chapter-based yeah. story where you kind of start with these two model influencer couple with Harrison Dickinson, uh, Dickinson and 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 Charlie Dean mm-hmm. and sort of their relationship and then but that, it does mostly follow them even though other characters come yeah in. yeah it, it, and and it does take some time to get to the actual 250 million dollar pleasure cruise where you know it features a group of predominantly white uh affluent uh um capitalists uh world leaders um you know industry- weapon monger <laughs> yeah weapon uh <laughs> sort of tech people yeah warmongers <laughs> and then also uh uh tech and uh gadget developers and things yeah. like that and so it's it's kind of like the most disgustingly wealthy Rich, people yeah. going on this cruise that basically becomes uh a nightmare yeah and without giving anything more away it kind yeah. of like again it's we talked about this a little bit with the Banshees of Inisherin, where a lot of it is allegory and metaphor and playing with archetypes of like the different levels yeah, of capitalism and class structure, yeah, yeah. but class structure within the wealthy. Yeah. So it's like you have these influencers that come on this ship that didn't have to pay for Russian it. Russian Ogliarts uh, that we haven't mentioned. Yeah, uh, Woody Harrelson as yeah. a ship ironically uh, Marxist uh, <laughs> captain, which is kind of funny. Although he's not in it that much, which I was no, he's kind of really. Quite by. a small part, yeah. Um, and yeah, and it's kind of like the balance of that and where it goes. It's, it's again, like, I don't know what is spoiler and what's not spoiler. Yeah, but, we'll try to dance around stuff, but yeah. But there's one character, Abigail, who comes into it quite later, even though she is somewhat present in the second act as one of the ship's um, employees yeah. working in ter- terms of like, like you know, cleaning, cleaning crew. Yeah. crew. And um, it's interesting how we don't really see her and she kind of remains invisible intentionally um, with the exception of one moment and yeah. then in the third act becomes a, a, an important part of, of the whole film. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mentioned that this was like a theme that we've seen a lot of lately and even at TIFF this year, it, it, you ha- we have the menu, which I think kind of does a similar thing that this movie's doing. Uh, Triangle of Sadness. There's another one that tackles like capitalism and uh i forget what i'm thinking our it's been are, it's been 30 movies fried, ago but there's yeah. lots of movies that tackle this i mean parasite subject. obviously yeah. most recently in, in in like when i say recently a few years ago now but yeah. like that film really seemed to Which, kind of and does it perfectly yeah. almost i'm gonna look through but I'll, I'll kick it off of being like I had a great time with this. Like, I think, again, Ruben Austin's not going to be one of those guys that everyone loves. Like, um, you He's know, an acquired taste. Yeah, it's it's vulgar at times. It's very in-your-face. It's kind of what we talked about that, like, uh, even if, in its metaphors, it's very blunt. It's very, uh, like, a sledgehammer to your face. Like, I, I kind of said that when we talked about uh, Adam McKay's... Uh, what the fuck was his last movie that you hated and I didn't Don't mind. Look Up. Don't Look Up. Um, where I think this does a much better job and is still very in your face and it hits you over the fucking head with it over and over and over and over and over again. But I do think it's very funny. I think it's very engaging. Um, I think it's, it's characters uh, and performances are great. And I just like, he's just one of those guys that um, I see his movies are nothing like other things that i'm seeing and i they're both 
very European, but or not European. Uh, I guess he's is he from? He's Swedish. Swedish, Swedish yeah. like Nordic, I guess. Um, but I just I don't know. It's this weird sense of humor and this bombastic filmmaking. This maximalist filmmaking yeah. that we bring up a lot lately too. Um, that I kind of fuck with. Like it has all those elements that. Um, I kind of really love like I'm a sucker for chapter based storytelling a lot I know it's overdone but like when it's done well I do really like it just even from a style over substance standpoint I just love the style of that um, and yeah I just I, I, I'm really into maximalist filmmaking lately and I just because uh, it is a trend that's happening but uh, I kind of vibed with this and I know we're being kind of cryptic one I saw it a couple weeks ago two I think this is a movie that you should just go in uh, knowing the basics of and then just kind of ride it out. <laughs> yeah, there's a centerpiece to the film that when it happens, you'll kind of be oh, like... Oh, man, it, yeah. it hits you hard. Um, it, but yeah... It, Intentionally, too. Yeah, like, it's... Yeah. I, I survived that moment because yeah. I started to go... Oh. You feel like you're with the characters yes. and it's it's very yeah, immersive visceral. in that sequence. Imagine um, that in 40X. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> the smells they bump okay. in and like your seat, what are they throwing at you even just rocking back and forth um, that happens? yeah it, 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 it works on that level quite well there's a couple really good sight gags one in, involving a briefcase and a reveal that I thought was quite oh, funny yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you mentioned the Russian uh, uh, is it Ogliark? O- o- oligarch 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 who's a, a manure uh, ent- entrepreneur shit, yeah. Um, who's amazing. He was also the uh, Elle Fanning's um, singing coach in yep. Teen Spirit. Um, he steals a lot of the film, but so does really, uh, really Dolly good, yeah. uh, DeLeon, who plays Abigail um, in that third section of the film. I think one of the things I like the most about Ruben Oslin, like the Safdie brothers, is he, he's really good at making you feel both anxiety and frustration in equal measures and does it in a way that kind of is just very still entertaining <laughs> well simplistic like sure. he'll he'll give like uh, like just a small thing about like the way the, uh, the sound of a windshield wiper oh you mentioned or turning off a lamp in or, a hotel or trying room. to yeah trying yeah. to turn off a lamp or like an elevator closing like he he finds certain elements whether they be technological or something that's intervening between the characters and that's, that's kind relatable of, and it's not just referencing it he still does it in a funny yeah, way and, yeah and and it usually comes between characters that are either having a, a meaningful conversation or debate or just again kind of adding to the already fraught tension that has been building over the course of a scene and there's just something about his sound design that kind of really plays into that quite well but also his editing where like I've been I've I've read and, and listened to some of his interviews where he'll talk about like how he shoots everything in wide and then in post production he'll do zooms zoom, and close-ups, digital zooms. Interesting. And that's how a lot of force majeure was developed. So, like, he shoots a lot of stuff in wide. And, and yeah, of, yeah. I think my one criticism, I've kind of softened a little bit on it just because I think it is a little too long. And emotionally speaking, you're never invested in the characters because they are all, archetypes. And they're all unlikable, too, for the most Yeah, I mean, I don't mind unlikable characters. Yeah. I think as long as they're interesting and complex and well-written and well-acted. But that, I think that's something, again, like, we're not going 
going to review the menu until you see it later yeah. after the festival. But it, in these types of movies, I feel like that happens quite a bit. Yeah. Where it well, is they're paper just, thin. They're an idea yeah. more than they are a fully fleshed out individual. Where, yeah. like, you're watching this and you're kind of feeling, okay, well, this is this version of, you know, wealth and, you know, obsession and obesity and, and just gluttonous behavior and that yeah. kind of thing. And, like, like, it's, like, all about more and consuming and just... Yeah, like it, it, it's the point it's getting across is very shallow, but yes. at the same time, it's like it's not untruthful in its depiction of how you know these people are or capitalism yeah. works both on you know the scale that we're familiar with, which is in North America, sure. and the scale of international wealth yeah. and greed, where it's like and in other situations, too. there's there's <laughs> there's there's a level of disgustingly wealthy that it's just like there's it's just too much, and like what and there's is a that class level? structure to everything yeah. too, right? Yeah, like and even, how that changes when things and, go awry, and socialism and, yeah. and stuff gets brought up, and like even yeah, well, the Marxist stuff, yeah, the with, Marxist with, stuff, with Woody and like Harrelson. which is all very in your face, like I mentioned, and blunt, and and then we're being cryptic, but in that third act um it's interesting not interesting but it's just obvious how they use a lot of that stuff and showcase why this group of people would either act this way or how the tables are turned on them and things like that so um and conversations that are brought up earlier like uh, uh, get put into practice in this situation or you think they would all come together but it just ends up being a different class structure even if the tables have turned a little bit so it is very obvious and uh, shallow is a good word and uh, or superficial yeah but it also is representative but of it works, you know a I lot think. of these characters like you know being you know stereotypical like models you know yeah. things like that like there's even a little moment that's funny where it's like you know characters are told to move because more richer or affluent people are coming in to sit during this um and that's happened show, at right? tiff this year yeah. dude i've talked to people where they, they got an email before their screening yep. where they had orchestra street sh- street sheets uh seats <laughs> um orchestra, the like, streets. good seats for a movie and they were uh booted up to the balcony because they're like a technical issue or whatever yeah. and it really means they needed more reserved seating or something like that so it's funny like it's funny that th- this movie you know won the palm at, at, at Cannes because that is the crowd that they're kind of roasting yeah um, the second then, time he's won it too yeah, which is still and, amazing and he just continuously roasts those th- that crowd of people and they just give him awards for it and then even at TIFF which is like on a lower level than Cannes but still has something like the Visa Lounge that we're talking about where you go get free alcohol and drinks and you feel better and Lindt chocolate yeah Lindor chocolate and, and shit like that so like it, it's ironic and funny that it's premiering at festivals like this and, and and it works on roasting some of the people that are going paying the super money for to go to these premieres and shit like that so and the menu like I'm curious to get your thoughts on the menu because uh, I think Triangle of Sadness does a more interesting uh depiction of all that like i think it's even more shallow in the menu like again it still sort of works in that movie but i I don't know how you get super nuanced with with this stuff but parasite would be probably a good example yeah and and parasite is i mean they're both you know neon movies in the u.s as well where like you look at how i think bong jun ho was able to really embed the the character beats more and 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 culturally specific to those moments in 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 you know in South Korea. So with that, it's very specific. Where this is kind of more 
again of a kind of superficial kind of blanket statement on yeah. where the world is now and how it got there in the last 30 years or so and again like even when it talks about like influencers how there's something interesting there where you know like the 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 forms of capitalism that have made someone like that russian oligarch very wealthy have been dried up because people like him have taken every resource possible and there's nothing left for the generation that is having to sell themselves basically with you know an online presence to make money or get freebies and things like that and you could even look at that as like the point of view of like um that generational divide where like you know baby boomers and gen xers and things like that um kind of had more opportunities or easier opportunities than millennials and and generations the the generation that's that's now generation z um and so like it's interesting even just with that it's like how do you make money when like those resources that the past generation have depleted yeah i don't know it's bummer (laughs) (laughs) a lot of these like we're not going to become fashion models that are influencers so never say never eric never say never someday someone will listen to this dumb show we do and go butterfinger call us you'll go we want to give you a pile of money to be the butterfinger movie the butterfinger boys the butterfinger movie podcast or some shit like that and we'll sell out we will yeah because that's what people do if the price is right if this movie shows you anything it's like everyone's in it for themselves and they'll even in a situation where you should all help each other it's you still won't be socialist. <laughs> no, nope. still you'll still sell whatever you can. I think it's just it's um, so ingrained in us that it's yeah. like you know you, that that struggle to be on top or maintain a position of power, and 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 be willing to demoralize not only yourself and others to stay there or do well yeah. even in survival situations like it's we'll it's, be petty you know yeah. if, it, if the tables turned and yeah. some we had power over some rich asshole i'd be petty probably too so yeah well it. especially with like if, if you've been just dumped on for years yeah. and years and years it's understandable absolutely and then they come crawling to you asking for something i'd go fuck you dude yeah or it comes <laughs> with a price yeah exactly no uh, pretzels for you i really liked the movie quite a bit and i like oslin as a as a filmmaker to the point where i'm like i will be eagerly eagerly anticipating um anything that he does i'm gonna give the movie a four i, I really like yeah it. I, i'm between a three and a half and a four but i'm mostly positive on it and, and it's just I, i'm thinking like the reason why i said three and a half is because i don't think it's as good as force majeure or the square yeah, i think those I two movies are better yeah. and i do think it's a little long and i do also think that, that like i mentioned with the vignette style he is copying one of his idols even more roy anderson who does a lot of the, kind of the same thing but it's even more kind of abstract and it's structured more specific to swedish history and culture yeah. and less colorful in its design um but i'll give it a four because again I, I i had a good time with it i think it's well made i think he is a very funny guy it is yeah. an extremely funny movie and if you like funny. the comedy which we both did it yeah. works well but again i could see someone not vibing with his yeah. sense of humor and so. i feel like i i'm i'm excited for his next film but it almost kind of sounds like it's going to take a do we similar, know what it is yeah it's it's the entertainment system isn't working which is basically the same thing but on a plane oh right yeah you mentioned yeah that. woody harrelson's yeah, gonna be in it as well yeah because the entertainment system's and it's like not a working super long flight or yeah. something isn't it like an 18 hour yeah flight probably to like, like new zealand or something yeah from the u.s or but then wouldn't people have like loaded their iphones or their computers it or might be a period piece 
Oh, maybe. Oh, yeah, you're making a good point. But even if it isn't, but maybe maybe it'll it'll be something about like our dependency on, you know, instant gratification and technology kind of being the thing that kind of makes us um, submissive in a way. Cool. Uh, Thank you all for listening. Uh, We really do appreciate it. Uh, You can check out all of the reviews we've done right here on Untitled Movie Reviews or on YouTube at Untitled Movie Podcast. We have reviews out for uh god what have we weird done? empire of light uh the banshees of inashirin the fableman's glass onion, onion uh the swimmers uh and more um as you can tell eric and i uh we're our, tired man our brains are starting to turn to mush uh but i think you know we still have cohesive conversations sort of uh we really do appreciate you guys uh, uh listening uh, one stop shop for everything head over to letterbox which is untitled underscore movies um, and then you can check out more of my work uh, right now on uh, on oh my god family feud family, I knew that Jesus man I was going to say on CBC which it is on CBC and CBC gem but I was a writer on season 4 of family feud Canada which is airing now Monday through Thursday 7.30pm uh, check that out and follow me on all those social medias at Matt Rohrbeck and I'm Eric Marchin. You can find more of my video reviews on rogerstv.com slash cinemascene and on the social medias at EM6211. Until next time. Matt and Eric, just a couple of H&M models. We are happy, boys. Bye.